0: This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know you've made it to retirement. but well, what happens if the stock market takes a big dip? Can you recover? On today's show, we're going to go over some tips on how you can protect your nest egg in spite of a market downturn.
1: You've found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker.
2: Hey, welcome in everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sodal Kevin, for those of you that don't know, is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative. You'll find him at Silverleaf Financial. You'll find the website, silverleaffinancial.com. I encourage you to visit that and, uh, you know, helping folks for more than 30 years to get to and through retirement. And boy, Kevin, uh, hi, how are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing great, Steve. It is always good to be here.
2: Exactly. So, I, I mean, you uh, you got my attention right away, obviously. We talk about protecting our nest egg in a market downturn. And uh, could this week be, uh, you know, well, last week was pretty volatile, too, but the, the, the trend continues yeah. this week. What are we thinking it,
0: here? It, uh, you, you know what we're thinking? We're thinking sometimes that stock traders' almanac is actually per- fairly accurate, you know, and, and if you guys have ever heard about how, you know, yeah, September is a bad month, and there's so many times in the last hundred years that you know it, it dropped by you know A, B, and C, they're probably referring to the stock traders almanac. And September and October historically have been the worst months of the year. Sure. Uh, so we so we get this seasonal weakness. And you know, I know some people say, oh, that's just an excuse, but whatever you want to call it, <laughs> okay, that's the reality. That's the reality if you go back and look at you know the performance month to month. These are, two, th- these are two months that generally don't do very well. Uh, however, that's generally just a couple of percent, you know, like maybe two, I think it's about 2% drop okay. uh, on average. And, but the thing to remember is that sets us up for what is the best period of the market, right? And that being about November to, I'm going to say mid April or so. Um, historically, that is the best period of the market. The majority of the gains that you see in an annual basis from the stock market usually happen in that period of time. And, um, you know, and it's and it's sometimes it's it's easy to forget about these things. And the reason I bring it up is is something I believe that is that is taking place. In addition, you know, obviously this mess in Washington, um, you know, dysfunctional Washington, I think is what it is. But a bunch of politicians that that just get in the way for the sake of getting in the way of something, um, you know, this plan with our debt ceiling, I, I I think is could be disastrous. That could be catastrophic. Sure. Um,
2: well, we I mean, they, they, they solved the problem never. there with that uh, trillion dollar coin. I saw it in the paper yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. It, you, you know, the hypocrisy of it all is what drives me nuts, Steve. I mean, under Trump, we raised the debt ceiling three times, and the Republicans were 100% for it. And the Democrats did go along with it because it's generally a bipartisan thing. All right. And, that, and those guys, just to remind you, the people that are saying, you know, oh, we've got too much debt, too much debt. Um, where were you a few years ago when we decided to add to our debt so we can give the billionaires and the richest people in the, on the, in the country a tax break? That added to our debt as well. And we raised the debt ceiling to do that. So so I think I, I think the the political games that they're playing could really be devastating to the stock market. It could it could really be horrible for our standing in the world. And I really uh I, I want the adults to show up and do their job. There should be no debt ceiling. It should be eliminated, period, in my in my opinion. Um, we, we every every it's like every year, what every two years we go through this this joke. Um of them playing these games. And I, and I think it's just a waste of time. Uh, I think they could be doing a lot more productive things like figuring out how to, you know, finally get rid of COVID, let's say, figure out how to get people <laughs> back to work, how to solve the yes. supply chain issues, right? How yes. to actually get the semiconductor chips that we need, you know, and in, in everything, you know, trucks and automobiles and everything else. There's plenty of problems guys, right?
2: Plenty oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so focus and, and, on the real issues.
0: Yeah. You know, so, so pick, take your pick, take your pick, you know, on the news, and on the business channels they love to come up with a reason you know ask somebody oh what was it that caused the market to go down today the truth is nobody knows for sure because you've got the actions of millions and millions of people all around the world right you know you've got institutions around the world insurance companies you know do a lot of investing in the markets with their reserves you know pension plans do do tons of investing right um you know and and you can't possibly tell what everybody was thinking when they executed trade so it's everybody's best guess as to what's causing the market to go up or down. The best thing to do is if you're if you're a long-term investor, don't worry about it. Don't even pay attention to it. Just continue to put money away every week or every month, whenever you get paid, add to your 401k, keep on putting it away until you get within about, you know, I, I would say five to ten years from retirement. That's when we should be taking a harder look at how much exposure you have, guys. Because, you know, when when you're getting ready to go into retirement, if you're planning to live off your portfolio and the market takes a big hit. Then you you might have just derailed your retirement plans.
2: And so what you know, you talked about all of the, you know, the institutional traders, be it pension funds. I mean, there's a lot of people out there making these trades. Isn't it, isn't it all based on algorithms? Right. I mean, they don't really sit there and say, okay, I'm going to sell this stock right now. Right? I mean, doesn't you it know, all sort of happen behind the scenes?
0: It's a lot of it, a lot of it does. You know, there there are still there there's still a lot of individual, you know, retail investors that do 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 play a part in the market. Uh, A lot of the institutions, you know, especially what what they call the quants. If you guys have heard the expression "quants," I have, yeah. uh, It's 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 those that they're they're following quantitative analysis, and it could be based on the fundamentals of a company, or a lot of times it's just based on the price action. And what that means is they're looking at they're looking at support levels, you know, where the market indices or where individual stocks have found support in the past, um, and they look at how they've traded in the past, and they and they make. Uh, you know projections. They make moves based on those things. So, so a lot of times when you're if you're watching the market, and all of a sudden there's a big spike in, in the volume. All right, usually what that's that's because of the algorithms, the computer-generated trades. Uh, that, like Steve said, is 100 percent right. Um, when you see them trigger and you see in fast escalation, it, it could be up or down in the market, but with a volume spike. Generally speaking, those are the computers; those are the algos kicking in. Uh, and run on those trades. It's not, it's somebody programmed it a while ago, but right now it's computer generated.
2: Okay. But and, then like you said, and, though, and that the,
0: can cause craziness.
2: But you do, but it's like you said, there are still, you know, men and women out there who are actually making decisions based on oh, what sure, they think, sure. right? No question. No question. Okay. All right. I I mean, again, there are. That's that actually makes me feel better. So that it's not all automatic when I'm behind the scenes. I like the fact that there's somebody out there making a decision, (laughs) not just a computer, not just AI. Yeah,
0: there are real people. It's not 100% AI. I've never been able to find an actual good study that says you know what percentage is one versus the other. But I think the reality is it, it it changes every day. It could change every hour. You know, like. When, when, they kick in, then yeah, they're dominant at that particular moment in time. Um, you know, and it is a big percentage. I don't know what the percentage might be, but I'd bet probably half uh, of the volume is algorithm generated. Um, you know, it's really, it's really hard to quantify um, it, you know, and uh, but the point, the point is, is that we're in a seasonal week period. We've got a lot of issues, a lot of challenges in front of the economy. Um, and we've got the political drama, of course, in Washington, and all of these things just cause uncertainty in the market and the market, nobody investing in the market likes uncertainty. We want, we, you know, we want to know as much as we can and have a good degree of, and have a high level of confidence about what we're doing. And so, um, you know, so it's, it, so it's very difficult to know, but you want to really, uh, you want to focus as you transition to retirement. You, you want to bring back the focus to, to figuring out, you know, how much money you're going to need to live, right? As you're getting ready to retire, you know, you're not going to be going to work every day. Are you going to need 80 or 90% of your pay? Um, or are you going to need 100, percent and whatever that income is, how are you going to generate it? You know, is it going to be from withdrawals from retirement accounts? Do you happen to have a pension plan? Uh, do you have an, an annuity that can provide you a lifetime income? You know, what is that exactly is going to be your source of cash, your cash flow, as you're in retirement? And and I think that uh, if you're planning on using the stock market for that, you want to be very very careful. I would caution you to be very careful because uh, if we do see a couple of years of down. Down movement, you could destroy your nest egg. You really could.
2: Right now, the market obviously has been been volatile. well I mean, it's it's always been volatile, isn't it? I mean, isn't that fair to say? It it yeah, it, it. There's is. never a smooth been road out there. No, not not too often. Not too often. We
0: have you know, but we have had some, right? I mean, the beginning of this year, right, first three four months of this year of this calendar year, were fantastic. The market was up what twenty percent in the first few months. Because I know with the uh with the growth portfolio that i'm running um, the majority of our gains were in the first few months of the year and and for the last basically for the summer it's been pretty much just bouncing between it's been range bound we call it you know it's really been up up a couple percent down a couple percent um, but it but it's kind of been directionless you know so you're right though it is always volatile what seems to be happening is that the the moves are happening faster you know both up and down Than they used to, you know, and and we haven't, because you got to remember, guys, right? We haven't had an extended down market. In other words, a market that's down for you know a year, two years, three years. Yeah, I think the last time that happened was the housing recession, right? The Great Recession in what '08 or so?
2: 2008. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, when you if you go back to 2008, you go back what 10, 12 years, and you know, there people there only in their 40s maybe, and, and they forget. Right. So now, now they're in their late fifties and they're going, Hey, wait a minute. What, what, what's going on here?
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. I think a lot of the younger folks, I think people that are, so I guess if you're like, you know, mid twenties, maybe 30, you know, you, you haven't really seen one. I mean, maybe you saw it, but did you really pay attention to it when you're in high school? You know what I mean? No, (laughs) I don't, I don't think a lot of people are watching stock market. Some are, but not many are watching the markets when they're that young. And, and, and so a lot of the younger investors have not been through that. And so one question it brings up to me is, you know, like we hear about all these young traders getting on, on the various apps, Robinhood and such. Yeah. Um, and, and you got to ask yourself, though, how much volume do they really control? Because one of the studies that I saw uh, about Robinhood was that their, their, their median account size, right? So half are bigger and half are smaller. The median account size was like 500 bucks. Um, oh, that's it? It's very small, <laughs> very so, small. So
2: you're right. How much influence can there be?
0: That's what I'm saying, right? That's what I'm saying. So yeah, they, but they got 20 million people or something signed up, um, you, you know. And some of them obviously are, are, are playing with more money. But when you when you say the median is in the hundreds of dollars, not the thousands of dollars, you know, I think a lot of people are they're 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 just playing with you know a couple hundred bucks. Um, you know, so I don't think there's going to be a large influence but from there, but you never know. And you don't know what psychology they have, what mentality they have, and if that can cascade. Because one of the things that's made it so powerful are the message boards, right? It's it, it's the ability to to, to to talk and communicate with thousands of people all at the same time. And that's when we have the situations like AMC and GameStop and, and these other stocks that go out of, you know, they, they, they're they not trading on fundamentals. They're trading on hype and a bunch of people getting behind it. Right. So. So my, my point is that these things can come out of left field at any point in time. All right, the the when most usually what happens is when everybody is expecting it a crash it doesn't happen. Right, um, it's when some, it's something unexpected, something out of left field. So my point is, as you're as you're looking to go into retirement, you want to look at those guaranteed sources of income, and let's make sure you've got guaranteed income coming in uh, in addition to your social security. If you only have social security for income. You, you really should, you, you need to come up with an, an income strategy as well as an overall investment strategy.
2: All right. Well, I mean, the, the, obviously you can't just make that, materialize that, but uh, that's, that's motivation right there. So let's say that uh, you've been a good saver and, uh, you know, Social Security is going to be a nice complement to what we have. And then you're, what, a year, two years, three years from retirement, and you're looking at the market going, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Yeah, yeah.
0: You, you, you know what I like to do is I, I like to talk to folks and I say, "Well, what types of returns have you been enjoying in your portfolio?" And and that what types of returns would you like to see? And and if somebody says single, if, if they if if their answer is single digits, you know, they've been making 8% and that's what they're looking to continue to make, then I'm going to ask them to question whether they really need to take the risk of the stock market. And what I'm getting at, guys, is that there there are there's a group of annuities called index annuities. The, and, and all of them that are out there are not like this. It's one subset of annuities called fixed index annuities. I've got I've got several of them that, that have averaged 7 to 8% returns for the last decade. And that's without any risk of a market loss at all. So if you can make 7 or 8% with a good market like we've had, all right, and you want to participate in the market's growth, but you don't want to take the risk, you need to find somebody that understands how these products work. All right. Give me a call anytime. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. I've got a lot of clients that have money in index annuities, and they're thrilled. I mean, a lot of them are getting double-digit returns in the last year. So with, with no market risk, all right? If you don't know what I'm referring to, guys, you need to check it out. There are ways you can participate in the growth without having to risk taking a loss.
2: Give him a call. Give Kevin a call. 800-975-6717. That's the number, 800-975-6717. You can also visit the website. It's uh, silverleaffinancial.com. And, you know, I mean, again, you're, you make such good—you just make sense here when we're talking like this, Kevin. And, and in terms of helping people get there, you ought, to, you ought to do a little paper on, on you know, annuities, what they are, what they aren't, and, and break it down in, in no-nonsense language like you do yeah. here.
0: No, you you know what that's something else I've been thinking about I've been thinking about doing and, and you know what one thing I did do one of the chapters mm-hmm. in my book and and guys we haven't mentioned it today but oh, yeah. if you've listened to the past shows um you, you, you know the the I, I did co-author a book uh it's specifically on long-term care and how to use tax-free money to pay for long-term care uh and if you go to my website by the way you can download one for free so so if you're concerned about long-term care um, there are ways that we can structure the money that you have. We can set it up so that if the, if the need arises, you could actually pay for it with, on a tax-free basis. All right. But what I'm getting at also is one of the, one of the chapters in the book um, is uh, uh, annuity is not a bad word, I believe is what I called the chapter. All right. And, and so, so I do go into it a little bit there uh, talk, talking about them. But the book overall is about long-term care, uh, it's a significant cost. If you guys haven't looked at it or you haven't considered it, it, is, it can be a very significant cost. And personally, I believe that the need for long-term care is the one single biggest threat to a retiree's nest egg. It is long-term care that you don't have insurance or coverage or money set aside for. And then, right? then you yeah. could be looking a hundred grand a year easily.
2: Oh, well, yeah, I was just looking at that. The, the book, folks, is called The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. That's uh, that's the actual name of the book. Visit the website. It's silverleaffinancial.com, uh, and, and you can learn more about the book there. Uh, let's see here. I was, like I said, I was putting together some notes. Yeah. Uh, According to the fatality retiree Healthcare cost estimate, the average couple age 65 in 2021 may need approximately $300,000 saved after tax to cover health care expenses. That's not long-term care.
0: <laughs> it's not long-term care. No, no. no. no.
2: And it, in, no, in not- 2018, that number was 280, so it went up 20,000 in three years. Uh, from 2020, the Genworth study says um, – uh, adult health care, daycare basically fifty four thousand almost fifty five thousand dollars a year. Yep. and then yes. a private room nursing home a hundred and five almost hundred and six thousand dollars
0: yes, and and bear in mind those those sound like the averages. so depending on it is that's the
2: national averages, yes,
0: yeah, depending on where you live, you know, uh, it could easily cost more than that. Um, you know the for instance, on the coast, you know California or New York. Um, you know, and Scott, yeah, Scottsdale is, is uh, a little bit pricey sometimes, you know, and depending on what you're doing, that could cost more as well.
2: Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio for answers call kevin brooker at 800-975-6717 kevin is founder and ceo of Silverleaf financial and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement call now for your free financial consultation 800-975-6717 or just text silver to 21000 call kevin brooker today 800-975-6717 or text silver to 21000 that's silver to 21000 do it today
1: if
0: you're a married couple you know what what are you going to do if both of you need long-term care (laughs) <laughs> now, now you're talking two hundred thousand a year.
2: Oh my gosh, where's that yeah. coming from?
0: Where's it coming from? No, that that's my point. My point, and 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 I, and I think everybody should consider it. Just make, just consider it. Take a look at it. If you have the resources to cover that as well as take care of everything else, you know, I can help show you. I can show you how we can structure it so that if it does come up, you're using tax-free money to pay for long-term care. But the nice thing, guys, I can show you how to do it. That if you never need it. If you're fortunate, you never need you know long-term care, that money is still yours. It goes to your family, your beneficiaries, whoever you want. It's still yours. The money is yours. But we can set it up in a way that if, if you need it for long-term care, you got it. But if you don't, it stays in your family or whoever, uh, whomever you'd like to give it to.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, again, those are the kinds of things that that make for a solid retirement and income plan. And that's why, to me, it's so important to start if you haven't started and, you know, you're 50 years old, maybe you're 10 years from retirement. That's the perfect time to sit down with Kevin and really start mapping this thing out.
0: It, it, re- it really is. It really is, guys. And the sooner, the better. You know what? If you, if you come in and it's too soon, then, then we can talk. I'll, I'll give you a few ideas. We'll see where you're at. And and, and I'll tell you, you know what? You're, you're, you're doing great. There's nothing you need to change. If I see any any opportunity where we can improve something, I'm definitely going to tell you. And I, and I want to mention also, I've had a lot of folks ask me lately whether there's any charge um, to sit down. I don't charge. I don't charge for phone calls and I don't charge for meetings. All right. The only thing that I ask is that if you decide to pursue a strategy that, that I brought to you, my request is that you just pursue it through me you know in other words don't take my ideas and run to the competition across the street um, you know but I, I but it's your it's up to you you know I call it a gentleman's agreement it's a handshake and 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 it's something we agree to um, but there's no commitment there's no cost there's no obligation so by all means you know give me a call anytime I'd be happy to talk uh, talk these things through with you and we can start off with just a phone call five10 minutes to see if it if it makes sense and, and if we uh, might be a good fit
2: well, and again, so getting back to current day, let's talk about inflation, and that there doesn't seem to be any end in sight. Do we do we need to be concerned about that? Does that need to be part of our plan, taking into well, taking inflation into account?
0: I, I think you definitely want to take it into account. You know, and and I would say, you know, a lot of people will tell you the stock market is the best way to combat inflation. You know, it really? is build a good yeah by building a good diversified portfolio and achieving above average growth. Okay. The, the point with inflation is you want to get growth of your assets, of your money, your, mo- your assets and your money, you want it to be growing at a rate faster than inflation, right? So that you have a net real return that's positive. In other words, if inflation is, is 2%, you, you, you want to make an in excess of 2%, right? If inflation is 5%, you, you want to make 6, 7, 8, 9, 10%, all right? Because then spent, the spending power of your money is going to continue to grow. The problem with inflation is that if you're not earning a rate of return, Greater than the rate of inflation, then you're losing buying power, right? You're losing purchasing power. That dollar is only buying you ninety cents worth of stuff now, and and so you want to stay ahead. And the way that you could stay ahead of the inflation is with a I believe with a balanced, diversified portfolio. Uh, if you want to get direct investments, um, which have higher risk, then you can get into what a lot of folks call these cyclical trades. Meaning meaning the companies that are producing things like, you know, metal and copper and iron and steel and, and things like that. If you look at a lot of them, like Cleveland Cliffs, CLF is a symbol. It was one I've made some money on earlier this year. Um, but I tell you what, that thing can move 10% in a day, up or down, all right? It is not for the faint of heart. And and a lot of the investments that are tied directly to inflation as good hedges against inflation, like commodities um, and, and things like that, they're very, they're, they're uh, higher, they are higher risk, than the overall market. That's something to be very much aware of because a lot of times people will ask me how do I hedge for inflation? What should I buy? And I say, well, you know what? You know, commodities and things like that look really good. And I always have to remind them though that the this piece though is going to be a lot more volatile. It's going to swing around. It's going to go up and down more than your other more than your other holdings. And you want to make sure you're comfortable with that. All right. Uh, the other things, you know, there are tips. You know, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. You can buy those as you know buy those as well. And there and there's other investments that I that I like out uh out there that we can use to, to hedge inflation. Uh, one thing that I would suggest to everybody is take a look at how, what you're getting in dividends. How much are you earning in in dividends from your holdings? Because when we have a period like this for the last few months, where the market, as I mentioned earlier, is kind of directionless, hasn't really gone anywhere. You know what? If you're getting a nice dividend, if you're getting four, five, six percent dividends while the market's going nowhere, you're still making some money, right? Right. And so, so, so I like to see good dividends in the portfolio as well. Um, because those, you know, I, I think it's always a good thing. I've got a few, by the way, guys that are, I've got a couple really good ones that are paying over 6% dividends. Um, and they've been doing it for a while. I, I've owned them personally as well. So Uh, There are investments out there. You just have to be careful and make sure you're not getting into something that's got a high dividend because the company's fundamentals are going downhill.
2: (laughs) That's a good thing to avoid. One of the things that we we were going over some notes earlier and the, the statistics, you know, bear it out that working with a qualified fiduciary advisor more than pays for itself. And you know, you will end up in a, in a happier place in retirement. And again, I know I'm kind of, speaking in broad generalities here, but that's true, isn't it? I mean, I, I it just seems it, obvious to me.
0: It, it is true. It, well, believe, well, believe me, it seems very obvious to me, too. Um, you know, but of course I'm biased. It's what well, of I've course. Been doing uh, yeah, I understand. For 31 years, right? Yes. But i tell you what, guys, this this, this is a study from A.ON Hewitt um, and from uh, Financial Engines, third part, in other words, by third parties, um, you know, that came out and they did a study uh, where they looked at defined contribution plans, you know, in other words, your 401k plan. Um, they looked at over 700,000 workers at uh, 14 different U.S. employers, right? Different yeah. companies, yep. right? So several hun- 723,000 people. That's a lot of folks. And, yeah, that's a lot of people, right? I think that's a very, you know, uh, in stati- if I remember my statistics classes from college, they, they would call that a, what, a, that, that is an adequate sample size or something. I think you know, so. Yeah,
2: it seems fair. <laughs> you
0: know, it's, a, it's a good sample. It's a good, uh, that's, a, that's a big number. And you know what they found was that, was that those employees that worked with a professional advisor had returns, median annual return, annual returns, that were 3.3% higher net of fees, by the way. So after they pay their advisor, they're making a little over 3% more than the people that did not, you know, that are not using an advisor. And so it's a significant, significant, guys, 3% per year compounded over 20 or 30 or 40 years is going to be a a big, big amount of money. Sure. All right. You, you really do owe it to yourself. If you haven't sat down with somebody, just sit down, just sit down and have the conversation. Or it could be even over the phone, have a conversation. You know, for instance, one of the reasons I like to do the podcast is I think it's a good way for folks to sit down and listen, listen to what I say, see it and see if we're a good fit to see if our thoughts, you know, if they align, if they're in the same universe, you know, and and, and whether we might be able to work together. And I think that's a, it, it's a, it's a way you can listen to these things on your own schedule whenever you want wherever you want uh, but i would encourage you to do that um you know for what for myself as well as other advisors to find one that you're comfortable working with um because i think overall it's going to do you a lot of good you're going to wind up doing better over time and i can give i can give one one story for instance um the you know, one thing i pride myself on is a lot of my clients have been with me more than a decade a lot of them have been with me since the 90s more, so more than 20 years they've been with me um and, and, I, uh, uh, and several of them, handful of them are actually willing to have a conversation with somebody if you wanted to talk to them and pick their brain one-on-one without me being on the phone call. Uh, and the reason I mentioned this is because I believe it's a way I, that I try to set myself apart. Uh, I, I don't know. I've never met another advisor that said, that said they were offering this to, to new clients or new prospects that if you want to talk to their existing clients and ask, you know, pick their brain, they're willing to do it. And, and so- um, it is something. It is something that uh, that I like to do. But I think. But I think when you work with an advisor, you know, you're picking the advisor. But a lot of times, folks don't realize that with independent advisors, they're also choosing you. You know, in other words, a lot of us we don't work with everybody because we're not a good fit with everybody. You know, I've got my thoughts and my ways of doing things, and sometimes they're at odds with somebody else. Sit down with, and we both realize we probably aren't a good fit. All right. So what, what I'm getting at is the, the folks that I am a good fit with, they're they're long-term in nature. We have good conversations, good communication, because you have to tell the advisor what you're thinking and what you're comfortable with in order to build a portfolio that's going to be best for you. We have to know how, how, much comf- how comfortable you are with risk, with volatility, things like that. Um, and my point being is that uh, folks that have worked with me and that have been with me they know, for instance, when the market drops, don't panic. You don't want to get emotional and sell at the wrong time because of what's going on in the market. Uh, so, for instance, last spring, when we had that first shock of COVID and the market was in February to March, the market dropped something like 25%, I think it was, Yeah. Uh, in, in just a matter of a few weeks, right? Only one of my clients called and panicked. Only one. Wow. And you know what? And, and, and you know what? She wasn't my client, okay? And let me explain. The reason this happened is my client, uh, was you know, wonderful, wonderful lady from Scottsdale that I was working with for for a, I want to say about four years or so, uh, and then she developed Alzheimer's um, and memory loss, and so she wound up selling her house in Scottsdale and moving in with her sister out back in Boston, uh, and then a while later they 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 moved together, you know, to uh, Nevada. Um, and when the mark and, and during that period of time when she was developing Alzheimer's, she signed, she gave power of attorney to her sister, okay, whom I, who, whom I had never met, never had a conversation with um, until this occurred. And then when, when, uh, when the market crashed last spring, she, they, she called up, the sister called up in a panic wanting to sell. And I told her, I said, I think that's the absolute wrong thing to do. I think you should be buying. I told her to buy. I liked I, I was looking at Apple and Microsoft. That's what I was looking at. They, because they were getting pounded then too. Um, and she, she didn't listen to me. I, I told her, she, I think you should be buying, not selling. Um, but again, she was never my client. She was, she was authorized to make the, you know, to handle the account because my client gave her the power of attorney. All right. My, but my point is. If I had sat down with her from the beginning and we had gotten to know each other from the beginning, we would have had these conversations and I would have learned whether she's a person that would be – that's one that's going to panic because the people that are going to panic when the market – at a situation like that, I, I'm probably not going to work with. That's not who I'm inter- – I'm sorry if this harsh – sounds harsh to somebody, but that's not what I'm – I'm not interested in the drama. Okay. <laughs> well, it- none of us are. Right. I mean, it, it's bad enough when the market crashes. The reason you're hiring an advisor, working with an advisor is because the advisor can help you avoid making bad moves. A, a good advisor can help you avoid, you know, succumbing to the temptation to want to buy something that's flying and flying, going higher and higher and higher. And you see it and, and it's like this fear of missing out. Some people are calling it. Yes. And, and so that's one way we can help. It's like, you know what? Why don't you wait a minute? Let's wait. Check this out next week. It's probably going to come back down to earth a little bit and you'll get a better entry point. So let's wait before we make that move, maybe. All right. And and then on the other hand, when the market's tanking and things are scary and things are looking bad and all the news all the news media is saying, "My God, the market's falling, the market's crashing," if it, of course, you're going to get concerned. Any reasonable person would be concerned. But then we can help to remind you why you own what you own, what your objectives were, what we're trying to accomplish, and and we'll keep you on track. And so a lot of times, the best thing we can do is is just just that, just to Keep you on track, remind you of where you're at, help keep you comfortable, and that's and that's something that we're that we can do very well. All right, and and the reason I bring this up is 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 because what I'm what what's important with any relationship, I believe, is that you have a good you know, it's almost like a marriage. It's good communication is key. Okay, and if you don't have it, it's probably not going to be the best relationship. And and so I think that when you have a good relationship with an advisor, you know them and they know you, you can trust them and they will help you get through the rough times in the market and over time you're going to be you're going to be much better off for it.
2: So as a client if I if I have a tendency to wanna to panic and I reach out to you you're there to one reassure me that that's not what I need to do but you take the emotion out of it and and you just see the math you just see how it looks you just run the numbers and that's so important because we get emotional about our money there's no question. Oh
0: Oh, sure. I do. No no doubt about it. I do, too. Well, <laughs> I do, yeah. too. I get emotional about it, too. You know, and it, but it, but it's, you know, when, when you've done this for a while and you look back and you look at these situations, you know, let's face it, so far, at least in my lifetime, you know, the market has always gone on to hit higher highs, right? It's always recovered. We, so far, we haven't had a market that did not recover. Um, and every time it's like the, the question is, well, is this time different? Is this time different? And, 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 you know something guys, every time is different. It's always different. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit, you know? And, and so, um, so yeah, what we're going to do is, you know, we, we want to take, take the emotion out of it. we we'll, we're looking at the fundamentals. We, we look at the reasons why we bought what we bought. And as long as those, uh, as long as those reasons are still in place, you know, there, as long as the reasons why you bought something, it's still true and correct. Then my view is to continue to hold on to it. If, however, something changed, right, something materially changed with the company, different leadership or new competition or different, who knows, any number of things. If there's a material change with the company, then you do want to reevaluate your position. And and if there is a severely negative material change, you know, that's when you should probably get out of it, you know, but it's not because of of some exogenous, you know, some outside event that hit the market that's causing it to go lower. I'm talking about a company specific event that you might want to reevaluate. Um, But you know what? Uh, I I believe the numbers speak to them for themselves. You know, a good advisor can help you stay the course and stay on course and not and not make a a, a bad move that's based on emotion.
2: Well, I mean, again, you couldn't have said it better, Kevin, in in terms of just what you do and how you do it. That's it in a nutshell.
0: It really, it, it really is, you know, and, and, and different. And the other, the other thing that can be difficult for an advisor, you know, like I've got some clients I've, I've, that from, uh, I've got a lot of clients from Illinois and I've been in Arizona for 10 years. Um, uh, that, but they're still with me from Illinois. Um, and one of them, he's a great, great client, but, but he never really wants to talk. He doesn't he ever want, he's like, what do I need to talk to you. You keep on making me money. I don't, I don't really need to talk to you. <laughs> well, and, sure. <laughs> he goes, he's got a IRA with me. And he says, you know what? I take out my distribution and you keep making it back. So, so he goes, just keep doing that. You don't need to call me, <laughs> and, <laughs> but and that's... So I'm not kidding. It's, it's totally true. I talked to him like twice a year at most. Wow.
2: And, well again, but he's obviously he, got confidence and he believes in you. He, he does. He has
0: confidence. He believes in me. And, and, you know, he's been a client for, I want to say 15 or 16 years now. Um, you know, and, but my point, my point is though, it's, it can be difficult to know how often to reach out to somebody unless you tell me, you know, unless somebody, some so some of my clients, they, they want to talk like every two weeks, you know, every couple of weeks, they want to have a conversation. Um, you know, and as I said, others once or twice a year is plenty. So so my, my point that I'm trying to get at guys is that is that ju- just whoever you're working with, whether it's me or somebody else, just tell them what you want. Tell them how often you'd like to be contacted. You know, is it by the phone? Is it text? Is it email? What is it? Um, you know, because that can, that can, uh,
2: that, that can solve a lot of problems. Absolutely. And again, you know, we're, we're, boy, <laughs> this thing really went by quickly today, Kevin. Um, so, I mean, on that note, just in terms of, of giving, helping folks have the confidence they need to get to and then through retirement, that's, that really is, it's hard to put a price on that.
0: It's it. Oh my gosh. I think it's very hard to put a price on because I'll tell you, I don't want to personally be spending my retirement, which could be what, twenty, twenty-five, thirty years. Right. Excuse me. I don't want to spend my retirement worrying about anything. I mean, I, I want a stress-free retirement or as close as I can get to it. And 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 if, and if and if I have to worry about, you know, where is my income coming from next month? Or am I gonna be able to get the same level income because the market tanked, and now I don't know if I should take that same amount of money out of the market because it's down, so I don't wanna to have to be worrying about those things wow. at all. And so so my plan, I'm going to have guaranteed sources of income that, that I'm going to be using annuities. I'll be using index annuities for income in addition to my Social Security because neither me nor my wife have a pension plan. So I want to have guaranteed sources of income that cover all of my living expenses. And, and this includes discretionary, okay? Because I want to keep on playing golf and I want to keep on traveling. Exactly. I don't, right? I don't want to have to stop doing it or say, oh, sorry, honey, we can't take a trip this year because, you know, we lost ten grand in the stock market. It's, if if you've got discretionary money that you can afford to lose and and it, and it will not impact your way of life, those are the dollars you should have in the stock market. In my opinion, uh, my view is that all of your living expenses should be covered by guaranteed sources, and that's for both husband and wife, or for both both people in the relationship. Maybe I should say, all right, that if something happens to one of you when you because one, you're going to lose some of that Social Security money, right? When one of you passes, mm-hmm. you want to make sure the surviving spouse is fully covered for all of his or her expenses as well. I think guaranteed sources are the way to go because that's one less thing to worry about. And then money you have beyond that, you know, is money that I would have in the stock market.
2: Sure. Well, that makes sense. It occurs to me as you were talking there that you're you've been helping folks for 31 years and so what you said is hey i want to do this in retirement so basically you're putting together your retirement plan while you're putting together other people's and you want the same things that we want and it, okay let's make it happen oh yeah that's exactly that's spot on that's exactly what i'm doing i i i'm doing
0: the same thing for myself and my wife that i do for my clients right it's the same it's the same thing the same strategy the same philosophies um and 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 i feel if they're i mean if they're if they're, if they're good for my clients, they're certainly good for me and vice versa. And, um, you know, so yeah, so that's, that is, that is, that is what I do. I, I do plan on this. is This is a good, this is a good job though. I'm, you know, I'm indoors in the air conditioning. I'm not doing hard labor. So, so I'm, so I'm lucky in that this is a job I can do well into my sixties, if not my seventies.
2: Oh, sure. Well, I mean, I, I work with advisors, a couple of them are in their mid seventies and have no intention of retiring.
0: Oh is that right? Okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, then, well then I'm that I'm not crazy. I I didn't think I was the only one.
2: <laughs> no, no you were not the only. I mean I, I again I work with a lot of advisors and and none of you guys and gals ever want to retire. I've never heard of I've never heard from an advisor that says I want to be done. Nope, never.
0: No, yeah, well, well you know what you know the other thing about it is is I mean my clients are like my friends too, you know? Yes, I mean I I, talk, I mean I talk to I talk to them all the time. We have regular conversations. A lot of them tell me you know, tell me more than they, they say they tell me more than they tell their own kids, you know, and and so I've got good relationships with them, you know, and and, and I like I like those interactions. So um, so that that's really that's really where it's at. I'm, I'm not, you know, certainly not looking to retire any, anytime soon either.
2: Well, absolutely. And, and uh, so, like I said, the t- boy, time has gone really quickly. So uh, we talked a lot about the market today and, and how to survive that. So uh, what are you what are you leaving us with? You know
0: what I would I would say to, to uh, guys anybody that if, if you've got money on hand right now then take take a look at, at what you'd like to buy uh, with the market swinging up and down the way that it is I like to do things gradually you know if there's something you want to take a position in maybe buy a third of it because and leave money on the side in case it goes lower you can buy more at a cheaper price but if it does take off and go higher at least you've got some in there all right and but I think it's a good time if you're putting new money to work. If, if you're already investing, just stick with the plan, stay with it, keep doing it, and, and don't be concerned about the ups and downs.